I'm Michael Hayward, host of Coach on Your Shoulder. Today we have the third part of our conversation with Helen Rawl of Connectedness Coaching. We shift gears a little bit today by looking at the world of coaching providers, third parties that contract with companies to provide coaching services, often to help the development of high potential candidates in the company. We'll discuss the best way to prepare for a coaching engagement so you get real value from it, as well as some of the boundaries between coaching and advising, and why it's so important for you as the client to own the ideas you develop with your coach. Okay, we're back for our third conversation with Helen Roll. It's been a fascinating journey through the world of teams, but I want to switch directions for this part of the conversation. One of the things that you've done as a coach is you spent some of your coaching time working through services that companies would hire or contract with so that they could put their high potential employees into a coaching relationship. And maybe you can just walk us through briefly, what's a typical experience for a client when they're told for the first time in their career, probably that they have an opportunity to get a coach we use this service and off you go find yourself a coach and get something done. Yeah, exactly. So yes, some organizations enter into a contract with coaching platforms, they're typically named, and they provide those services to their employees. And that can be a specific group like high potentials. It could be they want to democratize coaching and make it accessible for more people in the organization. It could be any or all. Some organizations will make it mandatory to work with a coach and others will offer it as a voluntary opportunity. So clients typically will then log into a platform and they will have an opportunity in different ways for different platforms, but to describe what they would like to get out of working with a coach. The platform, and it's all AI-based, will then match the client with typically three coaches that potentially meet their requirements and the client gets to pick which coach they will want to work with and will engage with the coach through the platform and uh, start working with the coach. Is this actually included as part of EAP programs or is this included as more of an employee development? Yeah, so these are specific learning and development type coaching opportunities. So okay. they get into, into different programs that are focused on development for employees. Okay. One of the features of a lot of these platforms is the way organizations buy them. They buy a fixed or limited number of sessions. If you're an employee and you are going into Coach Hub or something and you select a coach, you've got a specific number of sessions. When you have a closed-end Obviously, that puts some time pressure on. How do you recommend a, an individual approach the process so that they have a chance of getting off to a good start and actually getting some real value from like a, a reasonably small number of sessions? Yeah. Some of the coaching platforms, to your point, have a limited number of sessions. Others will have unlimited number of sessions, but in a defined period of time. And that could be three months, six months, a year, okay. whatever, whatever that may look like. I think... First and foremost, be prepared. If you are going to be working with a coach, prepare for your first time. And for the first time, I would recommend to prepare with your questions, what to expect, how does the coach work, 
How do you go into each and every session? How do you measure that the coaching relationship is successful? Are there any specific focus areas that the coach is specialized in and, and really make sure that you get a sense of your coach as a whole. There's still the chemistry piece. You have to feel like you have a good and strong connection with your coach in order to continue to work with them. Most coaching platforms will allow a client to switch coaches if they're not excited about their coach after one or multiple sessions. First and foremost, prepare, know your coach and have a sense of what you want to focus on. Do you have an intro session, 15 or 20 minutes, where you just do an in introductory meeting and you say, hi, my name is, and you talk a little bit about what you're hoping to do so that you get a sense of who this coach is? Or do you have to dive in feet first with an hour-long session and, and hope that it goes okay? So usually the first session is my intro session. And we use that. And depending on the type of program, if it's a fixed number of sessions, I use about a half an hour and then half an hour to start focusing on defining someone's goals. But yes, in the introduction sessions, I talk about what coaching isn't. So there's a focus on coaching is for development purposes, not remedial. You're not in this program because there's something wrong with you and you need to be fixed. You're here because people see your potential and want to help you shine and thrive. And we talk about confidentiality around coaching and what to expect there. Talk about the program in itself. So how long it is, what they can expect. And then, and what the expectations are of me as a coach in terms of bringing topics to the meetings to maximize the time. Talk about my, a little bit further introduction to myself as a coach, my coaching philosophy, my approach, and a little bit more about my background. So other areas that I can bring in from my expertise that might be beneficial to the client. And then finally, I want to know all about the client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that approach for a fixed amount of coaching different or the same from a, a scenario where you hire a coach with an open-ended commitment? Mm. I think by and large, it's the same. You might just need to adjust your expectation on what you can tackle in, for instance, five meetings with a coach versus a year or ongoing multiple years with a coach. So we're very specific around what is it that you want to achieve in the time that we have together and how are we going to measure it? How do you dig through the layers of truth? I'm not sure if layers of truth is the right way to say it, but as a coach and, and in conversation with other coaches, this seems like a pretty common thing, which is when you ask somebody, what would you like to work on? It's almost never the case that the first thing they say is what they actually want to or need to work on. They'll either say something that's convenient, something they think somebody else wanted to hear, or something they think is easy to do, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. probably not consequential. And so as coaches, we're trained to ask, and what else kinds of yeah. questions? to try to dig through that. In my experience, the true thing that a person really needs to and wants to work on can take multiple sessions to uncover. How do you accelerate that process, especially if you've got a limited amount of time? At the end of the day, if someone doesn't want to share, they will not share, and you'll be fighting that forever. I think it requires vulnerability for someone to share with someone, even a coach, uh, their true struggles and the true areas that are critical for them. 
there are things like your ability as a coach to create that safe place, the container, if you want it, the contained space for someone to actually really feel like they can share what they need to share. You can talk about the confidentiality and then really hone in, yes, what is it that you want to work on? I often find if people are in a program because they have to be in the program, that might be a little bit different. And then sometimes, yes, targets and goals and objectives remain a little bit more at the surface level. And and that is what it is. And as a coach, you can continue to provide the environment, but not much else and, and try to get under the hood. Someone doesn't want to, they will not share. And I always, in my introduction, therefore say, coaching particularly works for people that want to do things differently or want to do different things. At the end of the day, what you put into coaching is what you get out of it. And so it's a choice and I respect that. But there are things like, what do you want to work on? And someone gives an answer besides the what else, what is important to you about that? What do you want to achieve with that? How will it change what you do today? And try to get a little bit more under the hood of potentially more surfacey kind of topics. I think in the case where a person becomes a client or gets a coach maybe for the first time, and it's not because it's something that they've been thinking of for a long time or did the research on, rather it's something that the company brought to them. I think it probably takes a moment to realize, first of all, that the coach is here to help you achieve greater things, the way you said, do something different or whatever it is that you aspire to. But I think the realization that people need to have, and I don't think this is related to using a service, it's just related to the whole coaching profession is, like you said, you get out of it what you put into it. And people should come into the coaching relationship understanding that they're going to have to do some work. To get better at things, you have to learn new things and then you have to practice them and you have to put them into practice so that you develop competence with them over time, that you develop proficiency, that it becomes, it's like learning new habits is often part of the coaching process, right? We think about sometimes it's as simple as time management habits. Other times it's some things that you do in meetings or whatever it is that you have to learn. You have to practice it too, right? And so maybe that's what I'm thinking that, you know, if you've never given it much thought, but then your company says, hey, you, you can have a coach you might not be ready for the possibility that this thing requires some effort. Exactly. And it is part of that introductionary piece. And it's about you do the work. I'm here to partner with you, to support you with what's needed. I can challenge you, hold the mirror up, be a soft landing place, be a sounding board, help you brainstorm, help you think about strategies. And I will help you hold yourself accountable. But at the end of the day, you do the work. How many people do you think come into this coaching relationship looking for some sort of a quick fix? People that come to a coach for the first time might have the idea that coaching is about engaging with an expert that can give you advice on how to do things differently. And they may not realize that it's actually about the coach helping them figure out what they need to do. And that may not be what an expert would do. That may not be what someone else would do, but it's really about helping people figure out what's needed for them and what they think need to happen in their particular unique situation. How do you deal with the person who says, just tell me what to do? <laughs> you know what? 
It's interesting, but I will have a discussion around coaching versus expertise. And this is where in the beginning, in the intro, that's really important to set that stage. Sometimes people will ask, just tell me what to do. And it, it's not the intent, but sometimes, listen, at the end of the day, this is in my background from my expertise perspective. I'm going to take off my coach hat mm-hmm. and tell you a little bit about what I have seen in the past. Right. But then I quickly put my coach hat back on. And I, I think that's fine. Yeah, I really agree that the real value for an individual in having a coach is that you do the figuring, right? The coach doesn't do any telling, yeah. right? You get that figured out for yourself, yeah. then you own that solution. You own that new way of doing something. Whereas if you hire somebody and what you want them to do is tell you how to do stuff, as soon as it doesn't work, it's somebody else's fault that it didn't work, yeah. right? And so the idea that you are finding the answers from within, I think is really important in the co- coaching relationship. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm going to ask you a tough question. You were describing how you set expectations early on in the coaching engagement. What questions should a client ask of a coach to try to figure out if that coach is a good fit for them? This is obviously from a very biased perspective, but I think that a client should ask a coach, what, what is their coaching philosophy? Like what is important to them as a coach? What do they feel they have to offer? How are they going to be able to support the client? What are some of the industries that they have worked in? How long have they been a coach? Where do they have their credentials? And what are some of the examples of situations or problems or challenges that they have supported other clients with? Yeah, those are good questions. On the question of philosophy, what's the alignment on philosophy? Sometimes opposites attract, right? Is this about finding a complementary or somebody who's got the stuff that you don't know how to do? Or is this about finding somebody you're like, oh, I could go out and have a beer with this person. This sounds like great. Yeah, this is a great guy or great gal and I'd love to spend more time. What are people looking for? When I talk about coaching philosophy, I talk about things like, for me, my coaching philosophy is people don't need to be fixed, right? Nobody's broke. People don't need to be fixed. They just need to have someone there that can help them do things differently or do different things. And I focus on some practical approaches to move things forward. And that's part of my philosophy. I help deepen someone's learning and help them take steps to get to their desired outcome. Other people might focus more on the emotions around making decisions. Like that that's the part, right? Are you looking for some practical pieces? Are you looking to work through some belief system? Like it's that part that is really around the coach's approach to helping the client move forward. Okay. Does it matter if a person comes to you as a client with no real idea of what the coaching experience should be? Or is it better if, even if they're coming at you through a service, that they have prepared themselves with an idea of like, why would I use a coach and what can I get from a coach so that I can ask better questions? Does an educated customer get better results when they're working with you? Not necessarily better results. It makes it easier to kickstart the engagement even though sometimes people that come prepared with certain topics turn out to actually want to work on other situations, someone that has no idea what they need to get out of coaching 
can start by just engaging in a discussion with a coach and say, what are some of the ways in which you can support me in becoming more effective, getting a promotion, yeah. whatever that yeah. Because as coaches, we really don't know what a person is going to present us with in terms of what they think their opportunity is. But if we can start the conversation simply by saying, I'm not sure how I'm going to coach you. Tell me something about yourself. Tell me what frustrates you. Tell me something you might say, boy, I wish I was better at that at work. Yeah. yeah. Something like that could be a great way just to get started because it's about being better. And we can find things that we feel like we're not good enough at and get better at those. We can find things that we think are our real strengths, but we want to make them superpowers and get yeah. better at those. Oh, exactly. And there's something around identifying a gap, right? Like it's about potentially what is it that you want? So where do you get your fulfillment? Which can be if you would look at relationships that you have at work, what would you give them on a scale from zero to 10? And so if that's a six, what would you like it to be? And so you can tap into many different areas that constitute work that you can rank and see where there might be a gap and that you want to improve. Another part to work with a coach on is when you feel stuck and you don't know how to move forward. And then that could be the reason to engage with a coach, help you get unstuck. Yeah. You get stuck and then you really get stuck in your thinking because you don't know what to do about it. Yeah. It's right, like a writer's block. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes talking to somebody else who says, mm -hmm. just write this word down for a second or write one word down and that gets you over it. All right. This has been fabulous, Helen. I really appreciate the insight. I hope people who are thinking about having a coach or getting their first uh, glimpse of the coaching relationship, take some of this information to heart, get themselves prepared and get themselves prepared for success in working with a coach. Working with a coach helps. I'm convinced of that, even though I'm probably biased on that. So yeah, maximize it. Get out of it what you can. That, that's absolutely true. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. All right. You've been listening to Coach on Your Shoulder. I'm Michael Hayward. Coach on Your Shoulder is a weekly podcast that you can subscribe to at all the finest podcast outlets. Coach on Your Shoulder is co-produced by Melissa Simmons of Luminology. If you have questions about finding a coach or how you can get the most of a coaching relationship, drop us a line. We always love to hear from listeners like you. 